Ooh. All right, Steve. You ready for this? I don't I don't know. Okay. Should I be? Well, it's just another episode of Nerds of Unusual Origins. Oh boy. Yeah. This is exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Nerds of Unusual Origins. I'm your host for the week, Frank. And I am the co-host, Steve. Nerds of Unusual Origin is a weekly podcast where we'll take a dive into the culture that is nerd. We will discuss music, movies, and more, as well as talk about stuff we obsess over. Yes, that's right. So, I think what we're going to do from now on, and I'm, I'm, I'm springing this one on Steve, Uh-oh. is... Uh, Whoever's so like we we switch off weeks where we record either at Steve's or at mine, and I think maybe the episodes we do at my house, I'll be the the host, quote unquote, and then you Sweet. know yeah, yeah we'll like sw- you know, just to switch it up a little bit and keep things a little interesting. That yeah, you'll absolutely. you'll always be able to tell where we record from that week. So, but anyway, so uh, we start every episode off the exact same way by drinking something. So, but we're yes. changing it up. Yes, we're adding a new segment. Yeah. Uh, we're tentatively titling this Two Drunk Dads. Two Drunk Dads. Uh, we're we're going to do the same beer every week, or alcohol. Right, yeah, well, yeah, we'll drink the, the same, same thing every, that every day. Episode, yes, every episode yeah. we normally do it, we do separate things, we pick our own thing. We're going to add our, our like liking beer and other alcohols into this. We'll give you some tasting notes. Exactly. Yeah, alright, so, alright, Steve, what are we drinking this week? This week we are doing... Oh god, I lost it. Oh geez. <laughs> Sam Adams Wicked Easy. It's a hazy lager with 4.2 ABV from Sam Adams Brewery in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's new this year. Yeah. So I, I picked this one out this week, so if it sucks... It's your fault. It's my fault. But anyway, here we go. That was almost the identical pops. Yeah. Alright. It's okay. Okay. It's all right. So it's, it tastes fine. It's very lemony. It's, it's got a little bit of like lemon citrus in it, but it, um, I'm going to try it again. Hold on. It's really, it's, it's definitely like a light lager. You know, there's not a lot of like body to this. No, there's a lot of, the carbonation makes it a little better. Yep. It's it's okay. I drink it. It's when fine I, when I have nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely classify it as a sitting on the beach kind of a beer. You know, absolutely. Yeah, like freezing cold beer on a hot day type of beer. Totally makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's you could probably drink a ton of these and and you'd be fine. But not bad, not bad. So all right, so Steve, now that we've got one in us, or at least we're getting one. See if we can get uh, get through this episode. So uh, without deleting it, <laughs> yeah, without deleting it. I know we're back at my house, so there's always the 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 risk of of me completely blowing it again. Hopefully that doesn't happen. All right. So uh, last week we decided that we were going to rewatch Jurassic Park, the uh, the '93 OG release of Jurassic Park. So we're going to talk about that a bit tonight. Yeah, I. I uh... I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to give a little background on the movie, it was released June 11th, 1993. Mm-hmm. The budget was $63 million. It was directed by Steven Spielberg. Of course, the greatest. Adapted by Michael Crichton. Yep. Adapted uh, from Michael Crichton's yes. book. Yes, I'm sorry. Correct. No, yep. he had, didn't. He had something to do with the screenplay, too. Yeah, he might have like been a con was he a consultant or i think he was i'm looking this up yeah of course you know it, it wouldn't be an episode of nerds of unusual origin without one of us uh frantically googling while we're doing the podcast but um and of course uh features michael Crichton novel oh michael Crichton screenplay yeah so he, oh, okay he well, wrote, it go. was adapted by and from michael Crichton. well there you go all right and uh Quite possibly the greatest composer of all time, writing one of the greatest scores of all time. I was going to let you say that. <laughs> yes, John Williams, <laughs> um, the epic score. So, from the budget, uh, the box office original was $912 million. In 1993. In 1993. That's huge. When they re-released it before uh, Jurassic World came out, it obviously went over a billion dollars. Right. Like it's, it's, it was the highest grossing movie until Titanic. Titanic, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something. Yeah. Cause I mean, 
Did you see Titanic in the theater when it came out? Or did you wait? I honestly don't remember. Wow, okay. I want to say I thought saw it in the theaters. Yeah, I did. I saw it in the Rivoli Theaters in Chicopee. I saw it um, with my first girlfriend. Yeah, I was 14 or 13 or something. We went to go see Titanic in the theater. I was 10 and boobs were weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was 13 or 14 and boobs were everything. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny because like her... Uh, her mom brought us to the theater, you know, because I think it, that was rated R. So uh, no, it was PG thirteen. I thought it was R. No, there's no boobs in PG thirteen yes, movies. Is. You really? Can show a boob in PG thirteen? No. Hang on, let me look this up. So anyway, um, uh, okay, no, I don't want the wiki wiki of the boat. It. Oh, you got it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, she uh, she went and brought us to the theaters. Me and my um, PG thirteen. Okay, me and my girlfriend, and then she sat in. Her mom sat in the back of the theater while we were in the, like in the middle or whatever. Oh so boy. yeah, whatever we were doing, we couldn't really make a lot of motion. So I was going to make a comment, but I'm not, I going did not to. do the popcorn trick. If anybody's well, wondering, I, I could have, but yeah, that wasn't necessary. Um, so <laughs> this movie spawned an entire expanded universe, uh, totaling six movies with the final movie coming out June 10th, 2022. Yep. 28 years and 364 days from the original. Oh jeez. They couldn't just push it out that one day. One, one year. It would have if they waited in a year, yeah. It would have been 30 years from the original. A year and a day. Yeah. If if it came out in June 11th, 2023, right. It would have been 30 years. Yeah. They should have waited. They sh- that's what <laughs> they I'm saying. Wait. They should have just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, no, you're saying waiting a day. It would only be 29. Oh, a day and a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that was a hell of a thing that, that happened. You know, like all those movies yeah. and, and books. I mean, granted, some movies may be sort of kind of not great. I'm looking at you, Jurassic Park 3. But um, I hated that movie. Oh, it was terrible. It was I, I wasn't a big fan really of two. Really, very not good. Yeah, two wasn't all that great, but it was it was okay. Um, I've only seen two like maybe twice, and three I saw once and deemed that to be enough for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. It's like the worst movie William H Macy's ever done. What What is or it is? It is. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I hated them in that. <laughs> So, but anyway, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into it a little bit. What, what, what were our thoughts and feelings about this? Um, I loved it. Yep. I hated the digital animation or the digital, uh, VFX, Mm -hmm. but the practice practical FX were awesome. Like the Brachiosauruses looked horrible, but it was 93. Sure. Um, but like the T Rex was mechanical, looked amazing. Wow, man, we're having like I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum with the VFX. With the, well, the okay, I, given that it was '93, yeah, it was really good. But I'm still like that kid that I want it to look more as real as the T Rex. Like, yeah, it took me away from that. Like they they weren't identical. Yeah, they they. It, if you see here, I, I'm thinking, see, I've, I've got a lot of nostalgia because I watched this movie since I was a little kid, like not a little kid, but you know, I think the first time I saw it, I was 11. That'd be about right. Cause I was born in 83. So I was, I, I was about 11. I saw it at home. Yeah. And, uh, I, th- I mean, I still think that the VFX pretty much hold up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. I, I yeah. Like, if somebody had never seen it before, maybe they could pick it out. I think maybe they could see some of the cheapness or I don't know. I mean, I, it was such, it was like, this is the movie that, you know, a lot of VFX artists and industry people reference as really CG finally done right for the first time. It it was really, really, you know, um, they pulled it off in a very good way. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of turning me around. I not putting into perspective how old it, the movie is. And given the time it was really good. Yep. I just, I'm thinking it with my 2020 head. Sure. 
So it, it's I'm giving not giving it enough credit. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it was the movie that that I think ushered in a new era of visual effects when the computer was finally able to to really to pull off what I would consider photo real. You know. Yeah. Cause no, yeah, I get it. A lot of the a lot of those um computerized like the, a lot of the dinosaurs and stuff, they looked so good. Um, uh, but really though, I think the the undersung hero of that movie is the is the practical effects. The yeah, pu- the puppets. Absolutely. Yes. The triceratops. Oh my god, yes. Dude, that that looks so real and it looks so good. That's a big pile of shit. Yeah, that is one big pile of shit. I, I love that. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, uh, he made that movie. Thank God for Jeff Goldblum. I, I really, I, I literally watched it last night. Yeah, me too. Do they ever explain why he's there? He's like a chaos theorist. Yeah, I think he's, I think he was brought in to be the voice of, of reason, quote unquote, like oh. the other perspective on the other end yeah and and more of the um more of the uh is what we're doing right yeah like what are the implications of like the genetic you know manufacturing that they're doing and and you know what could the cause and effect be so i think he was brought in as like the voice of reason and like the person to keep things in check okay you know um which he did throughout the throughout the movie he questioned everything john hammond did yeah it was like are, are you yeah. crazy like basically is what his whole entire thing was the crazy whole time. son of a bitch you did it yeah i know <laughs> god that that scene that opening scene with the brachiosaurus you know eating the tree like the yeah. tree leaves way up jeez um so awesome uh I, I took some notes on the movie with yeah well okay go ahead fire away with your with your first uh, um completely stupid and off topic yeah, I really wish there was a because there was comedy elements in this movie. Sure, I really wish they showed a scene where somebody was eating the pie that that uh, Nidri put the the shaving cream on. Oh. It would have been hilarious. Somebody taking a bite and if be it like, "It was just Bleh! like, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I think that would have been the 2020 version of yeah. of, of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> like I I forgot about that scene and I was like, "Yep, Donson." Donson, we have Donson here. See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know that was that was funny. Like, um, what's that actor's name? Oh uh, God damn it! Don't you don't have to look it up. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah, man, he he's great. You know, he's great. He pulls off the like the the, the egotistical, you know, nerd. asshole, yeah, nerd, like so well. You know. Um, yeah, that scene was, that scene was hilarious. Uh, I like it when he, when he sees Donson, he's like, what's with the hat? You're trying to look like a secret agent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, pretty good. Um, the, the lawyer was also equally, I think hilarious. He was definitely more slapstick kind of, kind of comedy, but like, Probably my favorite scene with that guy is when they're doing the video tour, you know, with like Mr. DNA yep. and whatever, and they're panning through the the laboratories yeah. and, and, and he kind of like goes over to John Hammond. He, he leans over and he's like, are these characters uh, auto erotica? And he's like, no, we have no animatronics here. <laughs> like, if you're not paying attention, it can go right over your head because yeah, it said so it low definitely key. definitely did until you said that. Yeah. I picked up on that, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago when I watched it, but geez, that, yeah, that I thought that was funny. I, there were parts, I read the book, but this was like 10 years, 10, 15, maybe even 20 years ago. I've never read the book. I And the book was a bit different. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I, I mean, I don't remember everything, so it's, it's you know, pardon me if I'm wrong, but yeah, like they, they kind of made the characters an amalgamation of other characters and then added other people in there. Like the, the lawyer, I don't remember him being in the book. Okay. But again, my memory's fading, fades from that. Sure. Um, but like still him being a lawyer, why was he also talking money? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, he was a lawyer. I think he was representing the financial investors and backers that is of the correct. park. Okay. You know, so I that's probably why he was talking money so much. 
Uh, every time I say digress, it's digest. <laughs> but I digest. Um, yeah. So that 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 was that guy's role, you know. Yes. Okay. And it was hilarious. He gets eaten on the toilet. Oh yeah, great. <laughs> and it like whipped around like a rag doll. Like, yeah, that's that's got to be one of the most iconic scenes of the whole entire movie. Yeah. Speaking of which, that whole sequence. You know, if we just cut straight to it and go to the the T Rex attack. Yeah. On the two vehicles. I haven't watched this movie since, I don't know, probably before me and my wife were together, which was a long ass years time ago. ago. 10 years ago? No. 11, 15? Yeah, 2006. That's so right. So I, I, I haven't watched this movie since we've been together. So it's been a long time. And maybe having kids, it hits a bit different watching that T-Rex absolutely mangle that friggin' truck. Yeah. My heart was racing. I'm not even going to lie. Just same, like the first time I saw same it. Same thing with me. Yeah. Like I, I was picturing myself as Dr. Grant, like sitting in the other car, wanting to help, but knowing that like, you can't just really run out there because he's an expert on the dinosaurs. Right. Like he's like, if I move, I'm dead. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that was that whole sequence, man. What a, what a friggin' butt clencher that, that thing is. Yeah. About that whole like scene. Mm -hmm. It's it's, do you find it weird that he like hates kids initially and then immediately like he, loves them after that yeah uh he turns he turns head real quick yeah it's a it's a really dramatic 180 yeah. on the whole kids thing to the point where that he's like holding them in the helicopter them and yeah this and, yeah um i mean the bonding experience can turn things around but i'm sure like after that you know him and dr stadler or like they they probably did not immediately go back and try to make babies Okay, that was the next question. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Do they? I know it's kind of said later in the movie. Yeah. Is it established at the beginning that they're together? You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was ever said explicitly. And I don't but even I, know that they actually are. They you know, are. Okay. They I, are because, you know, um, Jeff Goldblum's asks, character. Yeah, he like, just flat out asks. The him. way that I took that was like, I thought he was just being like, yeah, we're together to make him leave her alone. Yeah, I think it was, I, I think if you read some of their body language a little bit, you yeah, know, the way that, that she like looks at him and the way he interacts with her, I think yeah. it's, it, I think it's a bit more than just work colleagues. Um, I, I agree. That's what I, I wanted to know your opinion. Yeah. And I was, was under the, the impression that, you know, they share the trailer thing together, yep. like on the dig site and stuff. So. Um, I just assumed that, yeah. All right, were, so we're on the same together. page on yeah. that. But, but yeah, I could see, like, you know, it isn't totally crystal clear uh, at any point. <laughs> same thing about her. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny that I had to look up paleo... Uh, Paleobotanist? Yes. I was like, is that even a real profession? <laughs> it absolutely is. <laughs> oh, you know, sure, yeah. It's, it's fossilized, you know, leaves. Plant life and stuff, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, determining the plant life of prehistoric... Oh, time periods i kind of feel like an idiot <laughs> nah nah i mean it's definitely probably the least glamorized aspect of of uh like dinosaur life yeah and stuff trying you know? to find, yeah i get I it i would think geologists and and uh paleontologists would be more well known but um speaking of laura dern though yeah she was she was like one of my childhood kind of crushes in that movie you know what i've never thought laura dern was especially attractive right but she really was in this movie yeah yeah she was and great it was, and it was just like uh, it, it it's like she's just normal yeah like low-key attractive yes yeah yeah i yeah. totally agree yeah yeah she she was she was great in the movie and definitely in a way kind of reminded me a little bit of carrie fisher uh that whole kind of like take no bullshit yeah type of attitude like Absolutely. she was a tough chick you know yes. who wasn't afraid to like get dirty and get into it so yes yeah that was pretty cool um, uh, um the whole scene where nidri uh wayne knight's character mm -hmm. like just shuts everything down yeah wouldn't you think something like that would have fail safes or an entire team oh i guess the storm was coming yeah i mean that and he he was the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole security system really kind of modeled around him. Yeah. Like he set it up, you yeah. know? Cause like he, he had access to everything. Yeah. Which, yeah. And he, from what I, for, like general context clues 
through the movie. He um he was under like a contract. He wasn't like a an employee of Jurassic Park. Like I think um Hammond contracted him, Hammond, him. I don't know because him and Hammond had an argument that he was like he's like your money problems are not my problem, right? And it's like so they obviously have some rapport somewhere. Yeah, right. Like that that relationship has been going south for a little while. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a contract. I think. Yeah. I. I, I'm trying to remember the book. I, I don't remember the book at all. Yeah, because you didn't read it. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't read it. I'm gonna have to read it. I'm gonna listen to it on audiobook. And, oh yeah, and yeah, compare that, it. That's a good way. That's a good I'm way to do, do that. So, oh, speaking of yeah, speaking of which, I got something to add into the show later on. Okay, dokie. Going on um, audiobooks. Sweet. So, but um, so I think that the movie holds up particularly well. And, you know, I, th- I don't think that it, it looks necessarily dated unless you're looking at technology of the time. You know okay. what I mean? Like the computer systems that they use, pretty low tech. Yeah, yeah, pretty rudimentary. Um, but one kind of important thing that happened in this movie, and I'm pretty sure this is what it is, the Ford Explorer. This was the debut of the Ford Explorer. Yes. So, you know, yeah, the two SUVs that they ride in during the tour and subsequently subsequently get trashed. Yeah. That's the that was the introduction of the Ford Explorer to the world. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Holy shnikes. Yeah. Um the only thing that they really modified on them was the, like the the, the, roof. the roof and that like, you know, video entertainment system kind of thing you know an interactive of... cd-rom <laughs> <laughs> you just click on the arrow and it tells you what you want to know about oh i hated both those characters uh, the kids were pretty annoying yeah <laughs> the kids were pretty annoying it's an interactive cd-rom <laughs> <laughs> like, okay <laughs> the lawyer's just like please shoot me yeah right please. like oh that that's rough oh boy but uh yeah what really dates those things man is the uh the rouged leather interior you don't see a good rouged leather interior anymore all right story time what is rouged leather <laughs> <laughs> that's so much of a story but it's uh so like you remember like i don't know maybe you ever got a ride in like your grandma's like Oldsmobile and the leather had like almost like a pillow top kind of a yes kind of like another pad of leather that was kind of like wrinkly and really super soft yes you know like yeah they just don't do that in cars anymore so I always thought that was like velour no velour is like the fuzzy you know like your your clothes stick to it and yeah I just I I that's how I what I was. Yeah, the, ru- I never... the rouged leather, you know. That yeah, that was uh You're a rouged leather nerd. Yeah. Although man, I would I would love to have one of the Jeeps. Wait, so so do you hate rouged, rouged leather? I just think it's well, it's it's Tacky. it's of its time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> okay. it's very of its time. You kinda like I'm a car guy, so like I look at that, I'm like, ah oh, yeah, early nineties. It's luxury. Uh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh I, I'm still thinking velour, <laughs> but no, like velour. That's kind of funny that it's like that type of leather. In, yeah, in a thing on uh, in a vehicle on an island that's going to get hit with storms. Right. Like, and they modified the roof of the vehicle. Yeah, I know it's going to leak. Oh yeah, yeah. it's going to be destroyed. Yeah, it's going to be destroyed. But then again, people are going to drop shit, all sorts of stuff. In oh yeah, those vehicles. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I want one of the jeeps. I, I love Jeeps and those Jeeps looked so cool. Didn't they come out with Jeeps like mock like Jeep? Didn't they come out with models of Jeep that looked exactly like those? I think they might have come out with a with a um special edition. Yeah, I don't know. Um Man's Googling. I, I'm Googling right now, so Steve Quiggle. Yeah. Uh that being said, like this movie kind of future proofed itself a little bit with the uh electric vehicle and the the interactive cd-rom <laughs> like interactive like cd-rom it's vehicles didn't have screens in them we have them now vehicles weren't electric we have electric vehicles now yeah it's just it's kind of funny that it worked out that way now mm-hmm oh um so no i don't believe they actually came out with a dedicated Jurassic Park edition, but it was a Sahara. 
you know, so it was like a pretty top of the line model Jeep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I always thought they were pretty cool though. Yeah. I, I definitely thought they were, I, I really, I think that's where I started liking Jeeps. Yeah. And uh, I loved it in Jurassic world when they found the Jeep yes. in the park. I thought that was a good throwback. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is like bit of fan service, but that's yeah. Fine. Um, for the longest time, I had such a hard time pronouncing the name of the Island. Isla Nublar. Isla Nublar. Yeah. What yeah. a weird, is that a real Island? No, no. Okay. All right. I don't think so. <laughs> I have no idea. I, it took me a little while to remember where Costa Rica was. And then the second one, what was the name of the second island? Don't know. Is Isla Nublar a real, real island? No. Okay. That answers that. I keep looking up at your uh, Drago uh, pop figure. Oh, up there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I kind of went on a bit of a, a, a tear today, and I kind of reorganized my basement area because I... I used to collect pop figures and I haven't been able to As do it today. in a long time. Cause we moved and you know, I didn't have anywhere to display them. And I was like, you know what? F this. And I, I finally dug them all out and put them on an old CD shelf that I have. So it's nice. It's fun to look at for sure. Takes me away. Yeah. I, uh, it was, it was, it was, it was awesome being able to finally set everything all up again. I can't wait to get mine back up. Although all the, um, almost every base popped off a star Wars figure. Yeah. And each base is unique to that figure. So it took forever for me to match the figures up to all the bases because I don't keep shit in in boxes really, except for those Pez dispensers up there because they're numbered. But um yeah, so like all my all my pop figures, the bases came off. It took me about a half hour just to match all the bases up. That's gonna suck. Well, you know what's kind of funny though, is like they were dusty. So when the pop figure popped off the base, the footprint of the pop figure was Easy clean enough. yeah and then the rest of the base was dusty so i could kind of sort of that's kind of funny yeah i know i thought that was kind of funny oh um so one of my Ooh. other notes oh sorry oh sorry uh, uh speaking of collectibles i'm, I'm totally here's here comes a tangent did you get that message that i sent you the thing that i pre-ordered yes yeah so like how, how big is that I, I tried reading it but i wasn't 100 percent sure is it full size no it isn't but so lego came out with a infinity gauntlet yep and i pre-ordered it mm-hmm. and uh i think the overall height of it is like nine inches or, or so it's taller than those lego helmets that i have okay the star wars helmets it's almost i think i think it's as big as what your hand is okay but it isn't like this full size of the infinity Famous gauntlet because it's like gigantic yeah. but but the fingers are all, you can articulate the fingers and everything really? like that. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It, it isn't, you can put it in whatever pose. So I'm going to probably put it in the about to snap kind of, you know, That's like the cool. fingers together thing. So yeah, it's pretty neat. I'm excited, but I think it comes out in August. I was, I'm not going to lie. When I saw you did it, I almost considered doing it too. Yeah. I, I still might. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's still in pre-order stage. So, yeah, you know, but yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. Anyway, back to Jurassic Park. Back to Jurassic Park. <laughs> what was the point of... I killing Sam Jackson off screen. I don't know. It was stupid. I think it was just a, like it was for that shock factor of when she when the arm drops on her. I, I get, think yeah. I think that was all okay. it was for was just to set up that scene. All right, never mind. Yeah, I mean that was kind of a bummer. Like I didn't really see his death as being like necessary. Impactful, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like they didn't need to kill him. But. Like why couldn't he survive and get off? Or like end up getting off the island with him because. The only employee of the island that got off on the chopper was Hammond. Yes. And he didn't, <laughs> he, yeah, I'm, I'm rescinding my uh, thing of your island. Me too. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I know. We'll see you. There goes billions of dollars. Do you have any other notes? Mm-mm-mm. I have one other note. Mm-hmm. Um, I, they mention it, but I didn't understand it. Maybe you can help me. Okay. They had a fail safe for the dinosaurs. Their bodies can't produce something, and they give it to them in their food. Do you remember this at all? No. I gotta look. And I've seen this movie a ton, yeah. so this is not ringing any bells. Hold on. Um, so, my knowledge of how the movie explains how the, how the dinosaurs are made is that they start off with frog DNA. No, they, they use frog DNA to... Complete to fill in the gaps, fill in the gaps of the code. Yeah. Right. So, and then they engineer them all to be female. So they take out all the Y chromosome. Frogs can switch sex. 
Right. Which comes back to bite them later in later, you know, in subsequent movies. But, um, I don't remember. Lysine contingency. Lysine contingency. Uh, the lysine contingency is intended to prevent the spread of the animals in case they ever got off the island. Dr. Wu inserted a gene that creates a single faulty enzyme in protein metabolism. The animals can't manufacture the amino acid lysine unless they're continually supplied lysine by us. They'll slip into a coma and die. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is that's ringing a bell now. I remember that vaguely. Yep. So with that being said, yep. how the fuck did any of the other sequels happen if like everybody on Isla Nublar died? Oh, I have no idea. And so uh, I don't remember the sequels well enough the to sequel, even The the sequel was I'm sure they explain it. They do. They they tell Dr. Malcolm that there was another island. But John Hammond like if he left the first one, he obviously left the second one. The lysine contingency would have taken place. You would think. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'd have to watch the second one again, but I just don't want to. We're, <laughs> we're not going to. I don't think we're going to. Soon, anyways. Yeah, I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion on, on this one. All right. Well, I'm done talking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have much else to say. I mean, I, it's still just, it's a great movie. It's still, it's still a great movie. Does it slap still? <laughs> Does it slap? Oh, good God. We're, we're gonna, uh, that's going to be our rating system. Can, how many slaps slap? does it get? No. <laughs> what's your, what, what's your number? Seven. Does it slap? It does. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know, we we've, we've been rating the movies. What what do you mm-hmm. give it? Like uh if we go out of ten? No, five. Five. Okay, five. Five decimal plus decimal. I'd say it's a solid four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I really like the movie and I don't have to it's fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Uh it's just the right amount of scary and it's you know just it's just the right amount of ridiculous yeah in a way without being like comedy yeah you know i mean it's dark black humor a little bit a little bit dark humor yeah yeah you can't but, say black anything anymore I'd say solid <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> solid four okay um me i would give it uh, like a 3.75 mm-hmm I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. it. It still plays out today. Yeah. Um. I can see that being doing like a 30 year anniversary and remastering parts of it. Then I would like the the, the VFX. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I I really do like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. We're gonna slap after this. <laughs> slap. Um. So do you? Slaps. All right. So you know. I think what we're going to be doing now is we're going to switch back and forth on what movie we're going to watch. So I picked Jurassic Park. So Steve, what movie are you going to pick for next week? Um, and by the way, if you guys like want to have fun with us and like have your own thoughts on it, like watch the movie, you know, like yeah. go ahead and, 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 uh, drop a comment in Instagram or on our Facebook page of what you, th- you know, what you thought that'd be cool for us to read and interact with. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All the yes. All the yeses. Um, so I'm picking a newer movie. Not that new, but okay. new new enough. Sure. Toby Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, okay. All right. That's been a long time since I've watched that one. Uh and I'm going to Is that is... William H. Macy on the the Green Goblin? No, it's Will Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, sorry, I'm getting all my wills. <laughs> Will Willem Will Wheatis. We, yeah. we'll, we'll weed us. <laughs> I'm just a teenage dirt. Apologies to Will Wheaton. Weed us. <laughs> weed us was that, that band that had that teenage dirtbag song. Right. Yeah. That's why it was in my head. Yeah. Because it played today. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Sorry, Will Wheaton. <laughs> if you listen, let us know. Yep. For sure. <laughs> All right. So. Nice. Um. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, the, the thing that, that came out about Kevin Feige saying he regretted casting Tilda Swinton as the ancient one in Doctor Strange. And like the, the, like, what was her, what was her race or ethnicity in the comics? The, uh, Asian. Okay. But oh, the ancient one was a man and it was an Asian man. Interesting. So he just totally whitewashed. 
Would you call it whitewashing? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, yeah, they did the yeah. exact same thing with Scarlett Johansson and sure. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, that's true. They, they tend yeah. to do stuff like that. I basically wanted to talk, you know, about whitewashing in movies. Like, mm, is it Brad Pitt in World War Z? No, or uh, the Great Wall movie? Wasn't there some like? Oh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't even. I never watched that because it looked like dog shit. Uh I wanted to watch it just because I love feudal japan and stuff so yeah but i but i after all the drama surrounding it i decided to avoid it yeah because I, I think it might end up being one of those movies that i would like so much but feel guilty about because of all the drama surrounding of it yeah you, you know my, my speaking of matt damon yes the funniest uh uh the, i can't remember the comedian but he he has a joke about it and he goes he goes matt damon they put him in movies the movies always say you know what goes on He's like, we bought a zoo. Guess what? They bought a zoo. They bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Martian. He he, he was he on Mars. Mars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of, sort of true. <laughs> but yeah, like um, saving Private Ryan. Guess what? He gets saved. He was Private Ryan. They saved him. <laughs> wow, they're not even. Wow, holy shit! There's so really is a lot of movies where they just tell you what they do. Goodwill Hunting. I mean, his name is Will Hunting. He was good. I guess he ended up being good i i don't know maybe that one's not so cut and dry that was his first movie so whatever was it his first yeah it was one of the first movies. yeah it was yeah, yeah. um it was definitely his breakout movie do you remember do you remember jay and silent bob strike back no we're on the set for goodwill hunting too hunting season and they, <laughs> they, they reenact that whole um the whole scene in the you know the do you like them apples scene right and it's the same guy but he's like 10 15 years older yeah and he's talking to him he's like he's like they they start having he's like you forgot about vickers and he's like see i remember vickers and, and this was wrong and blah 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 and he goes so how do you like them apples and and like him and uh what was uh ben affleck's character's name his buddy yeah i know i know they, they turn yeah. he's like he's like what he, he just got you what are we gonna do and he's like you know what it's hunting season they turn he goes applesauce bitch <laughs> and they just <laughs> they go on a rampage <laughs> i love that movie that scene <laughs> oh it's too good oh we gotta watch that yeah, yeah. that's gonna be one of my uh, jay and silent bob huh jay and silent bob that never got into jay and silent bob i movies. love them i've been a huge kevin smith fan most yeah. of my life for what it's worth i have a custom uh patriots jersey Right, and the the number on there is thirty seven, and it's because of clerks. Yep. How many uh, how many dicks have you sucked? Thirty seven. Seven. <laughs> you sucked thirty seven dicks. <laughs> hey, try not to suck any dick on your way through the parking lot. <laughs> hey, you get back here. <laughs> that the, yeah, that that movie's pretty good. Clerks was good. Yeah, uh, Clerks two oh. is good. I uh, Clerks three is coming out. Everything's coming out. Yeah. But does, anyways, yeah, okay. Back to whitewashing, and, and <laughs> anyways, back to something serious. No, after we yeah, talked but, about sucking dicks, yeah. <laughs> but I digest. <laughs> yeah, uh, back to like the idea of whitewashing in in the movies. Like, it's kind of like I don't know a travesty. Like, it sucks. Like yeah. somebody, the the guy who played Wong, could have been the ancient one. Like, but sure, it, it just. Why? Why do you have to attach another big name to an already big named thing? Yeah, it's not like people weren't going to see this movie. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so he does regret it. That's interesting because I loved I loved her in the, in those movies. Yeah, she does I thought well. she was cast really well. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, yes, absolutely. The like, fact that she wasn't Asian never... Crossed your mind. Never crossed my mind because I wasn't a fan of the comic books. You know? So maybe... You know who who was who's really being targeted, or you know, so is it the comic book fans that were taking the most offense, or brought it to people? I think I think it's more so the whitewashing, yeah, right, uh, aspect of everything. Sure, sure, but like, it's just I don't know. I'm hoping that all of the like woke culture that's going on nowadays is really going to stop that from happening moving forward yeah it's funny i was listening to a, a a podcast and the and the host was talking about the difference between um cancel culture and woke culture and consequence culture and i think so like this, this is was intriguing me. this was in 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 reference to um there was some drama that happened with um an effects pedal manufacturer, this guy that made guitar effects pedals and stuff. And okay. 
he he made some you know racially insensitive comments and people have basically blacklisted him and, and decided not to buy his pedals anymore and um basically people were saying well that's cancel culture and and stuff waiting it to tearing down statues of uh you know southern yeah. military figures and stuff and you Great know south. right yeah exactly and, and and i'm shaking my head i think that listening. i think there's definitely a different a difference between cancel culture and consequence culture consequence culture is like i would say that's more current and it's also like you opened your mouth or you did something terrible and therefore i am not going to uh you know uh, uh, lend any credence to yeah to same, you same thing's happening with like chrissy teigen right now i think cancel culture i have a little bit more of a problem with where like okay some movie from the 30s or whatever so did something racially insensitive did something racially insensitive like you know like vaudeville or whatever where they were in blackface yeah stuff like that to me is more of a a time period or an event in history that happened and we can learn from it as a society. And I don't think we necessarily need to completely erase it off the face of the earth. I don't either. I, I do find it a bit ridiculous that there are people that will stand out and, and say like, I want this off and people will get behind them. Like the, this whole movement. And it ends up like, it, it ends up being like a thing. Like they, they started putting, uh, warnings on disney movies because you know it depicted something that could be racially insensitive sure i I get it 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 was yeah but it was also the movie's also a product of the time it's a product of its time exactly like people were racially insensitive Mm -hmm. it's a lot better now but it's still not good right we're not going we'll never do anything like that again yeah i mean i think that purposefully i think that in order for us as a society to learn um and and move on and evolve into a better society we we can't forget the mistakes that we've made absolutely so i think erasing things isn't i don't think that's the way to do it that is the perfect way to say that there's never you know if you if anybody ever gets to go to like um hiroshima in japan they have the 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 peace square which is there i think that's what it is it's and and it's where ground zero was and some of the, and it's the only part of the city that hasn't been modernized. Yes. You know, I actually um, went on a deep dive of Hiroshima the other day. Yeah. um, There's a lot of fascinating things around, around that whole event, but it's kind of like, it's, it's, they left it like that to remind people, you know, of the consequences of war, uh, of, of that decision. Yes. You know, that's what I, sorry. I, and it's Take so they back. you you just don't forget you know exactly like to me one of the best of, for for America one of the best examples of that is the World Trade Center um, memorial where they just have the big open pits from the World Trade Center buildings you know yeah and, and instead of erasing their footprint altogether it's like you know it, it's kind of like you know well here's this is a this is a reminder of of uh, you know the worst of humanity uh, you know Auschwitz like they're never going to level Auschwitz yeah they're going to leave that as a reminder so that we don't make those mistakes again yeah speaking on that deep dive i went on hiroshima sure. I, I i was blown away by the immediate death toll oh my god it, they yeah. it, they don't even know because people were in, were like they were vaporized vaporized yep and somewhere between um i'm going to look this it's up like 60 I, and 60 and 145,000 nope. people i think is what it was two, oh between hiroshima she, Hiroshima between, and between Nagasaki. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, 129,000 to 226,000 people died. Yeah, instantly. Instantly. And and the death toll has gone up to almost 500,000, you know. Yes, due it, to cancers it, and whatnot. Exactly, and, and injuries and, and long-term effects. It's, it's so crazy. Two bombs. Fat man and little... Yeah, two bombs, three days apart. Boy. Like, and, and this is how... This is how crazy that wow we're really getting into some like tangent deep shit yeah. here on nerds of unusual origin welcome to world war ii history so we dropped the first bomb right yep in japan they 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 didn't believe like they did they just wanted to keep fighting they didn't surrender like that didn't cause them to immediately surrender yeah they kept fighting for you know months and, and, yeah and uh so 
then we dropped the second bomb. And then that's when um, Hirohito finally waved the white flag. But And it was the first time ever that the Japanese people ever heard the emperor speak. He did a radio address saying that the war is over, but he never actually said the words, you know, we surrender. But yeah, dude, like there's a great podcast that the BBC put out called The Bomb. And it's um, this girl whose grandfather was um, one of the lead scientists who discovered like nuclear fission. Really? And and he worked on the Manhattan Project and helped to develop the bomb. And she basically kind of like revisits his history and the history of the bomb and, and how she deals with the knowledge that her grandfather helped develop this god-awful weapon like she goes to hiroshima and talks to survivors and stuff and that makes me like i'll have to send you the podcast uh, yeah, it's, it's it like out. a six episode podcast i think each episode is like a half hour long so it's pretty good pretty quick to listen to but... i can listen to it during the work oh yeah yeah you can get through the whole thing in one one shift uh, that leads me to like think of another thing which is like can you imagine the descendants of like the world's worst? Like yeah. I don't. I'm pretty sure there's no dis- no immediate descendant of Adolf Hitler. But no, like, Hitler never had kids. Yeah. yeah. So he, he didn't have brothers or anything, right? Uh, yeah, I think he had family. So I, there there are kin to him, but yeah. But like, can you imagine being knowing even that you're a direct descendant of one of the most vile humans on earth. Yeah. Like if you're like Pol Pot's like grandson or something like, yeah, seriously, that would, I don't know how I would be able to cope with that. That's crazy. You know, or, um, you know, being Donald Trump's kid, that would suck. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like they defend him though. So fuck them. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, to, to, to be fair, you know, I'm not a bleeding heart liberal, but I am a liberal. And, and, when when people started going after the Trump kid, that was bullshit. Yes. He's just a kid. He has yeah. no choice in what is happening in his life. It's yeah, like, you know, you just leave him alone. He, he's that was, he's dealing that was with, a low blow. Yeah. All right, let's move off of some of this. Like whitewashing's of, bad. Whitewashing I, sucks. Kevin Feige is right to regret it. But the past is the past. The past is the past, and like, what are you going to do? Til, t- They'll Tilda do Swinton, it right when they when yeah. they redo it thirty years from it's now. It's not like she sucked at the role, you know. If 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 she was a terrible actor, or like the role was bad, then I then you know say yeah, whatever. All right, so Andy Weir. So I just threw this in here. Andy Weir, author of The Martian. Yep. And um, what was the book that he put out after The Martian? Uh, I read it too. I forgot. Artemis. That was the name of it. Um, so he came out with a new book, um, and my brain is completely failing me right now. But oh anyway, so I, I, I listened to it and, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Project Hail Mary okay. was the name of it. So he, um, it's, I'll, I'll try to do a, a little bit of a, a, a quick overview without going into spoilers because i think steve would love this book but it's about um earth like here on earth we suddenly discover that the sun is weakening and seems like a lot of other books yeah it sounds kind of like it and um we have to very quickly assemble a team of scientists and experts to figure out why the sun is weakening and how we deal with it and this isn't a spoiler because you find out very early on in the book. It's actually caused by a, uh, a single celled organism on the sun. Yeah. Yep. That can survive on the sun. Weird. And, uh, and basically, you know, the book is, is all about this one guy, a singular guy who was a school teacher who ends up being on the crew of, um, of, of of hail mary which is the name of the ship the last effort yeah the last ditch effort to try to save humanity and it it's fascinating it deals with loneliness it deals with finding oneself and it deals with um realizing that you're not alone in the universe you know as Mm. a as a as a species What, what do you have it on i have it on audible i think it's an i think it's an audible exclusive you can send it to me Okay. I think you can let a friend think, borrow. Yeah, books. I think you can gift books or something. So yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. I, I, it took about three days to listen to. But um, if you liked The Martian, 
you know, you're really going to like it. It's, it's grounded in, in some pretty hard science. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's, uh, which was what I loved about the Martian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it's, it, it's, it's not as, um, the first half of the book is not as fast paced as the Martian. Like the Martian is like, you're you dealing the with Martian crisis. Was fast paced. I really did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, they, they used a lot of fucking numbers. In the, oh, sure. The they did that book. Sure. They did. But it was, it was approachable in a way, I guess like it went quickly to me, but I also listened to audiobooks that are like, you know, 30 or 40 hours long too. So I listened to, uh, the original it the stephen king it obviously mm-hmm. who else did it yeah um it took me a month oh really yeah oh see i i just i start on one thing at work and i just keep going until i finish it yeah see to me it's different like i don't i can't listen to it all the time oh. i have to take breaks oh man there's certain things that draw me in like i can listen to ready player one start to finish i can listen to um the martian start to finish I really do like. I did listen to Ready Player One a second time because it was that good. Oh yeah, yeah. Will Wheaton like Ready Player it. Two. Ready Player Two. I've listened to twice. So we talked about that on the first episode, yep. didn't okay. we? Did yeah, yeah. Okay. We talked about Ready Player Two. Okay, second episode. Um, wow, we're fourteen episodes in. Oh yeah, I know we're we're trucking along, but um, anyway, yeah. It, like it's it's a great book, and 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 I think anybody should go pick it up. And I'm I'm just gonna say like that's gonna probably be my recommendation this week. Is okay is this book, but I wanted to, I wanted to talk about it cause I was so blown away and it's, it's heartfelt. It affected me emotionally. I identified with a lot of the struggles the main character went through. Um, and, and I think it'd be, it, it's a great book. All right. It's I'll, awesome. uh, I'll yeah, give pro- it Project Hail Mary. It just came out last week. All right. So. Um, have you, uh, have you been paying attention? Have you been paying attention to the Bad Batch at all? I haven't. No, I haven't. Um, I watched one episode. I watched last week's episode. Yep. It's not grabbing me. Okay. Yet. All right. I, it started off strong and it hasn't been yeah. living up to the hype so far. Yeah. I, um, I do want to watch it. Because the first episode I thought was very good, and I'll, I'll, I'll I think I am going to watch it. It's just finding the time to, you know, to put towards it. So, uh, maybe we'll 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 uh, we'll re-up it next week. Yeah, we'll we'll watch the next uh, three episodes. Yeah, I'll and... see if I can get caught up before we record again. Okay, you know. Um, last topic I want to talk about. Sure, Paul Dano's Riddler. Did you see this yet? No. There's yes. a picture that came out for the new the Batman with um uh sparkly uh vampire <laughs> uh Edward um uh that guy he's English. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, Paul Dano. Uh you know the the awkward guy there will be blood, uh Little Miss Sunshine, all those movies. No. Sure, I, I, I uh, have no idea who you're talking about. He is playing Edward Nigma. Robert Pattinson, by the way. Yeah, yeah, okay. Edward Pattinson. Robert Pattinson, shiny vampire. Yeah, shiny vampire boy. Uh, uh, so he's playing Edward Nigma, aka the Riddler. Yep. And they released either a set picture or a promo picture of him, and it is completely departed from anything you've ever seen for the Riddler. Oh, this is weird. Looking. And they're they're basing his character super on like the Zodiac Killer. Yeah, seriously. I think it's awesome. I think that they're making it super dark, and I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, we did mention a, a long time ago, like the the trailer for this movie. Yeah, and it looked great. So they they released some new um, images of uh, the bat suit too really yeah it's all right here um it's looking pretty cool looks pretty awesome looks pretty sweet yep um but yeah like i i'm getting more and more excited for this Mm -hmm. i want to also say that i think it's really weird what dc's doing with this like there's so many universes but they're doing it everywhere so it's okay yeah yeah, I don't know. It's I think I think the next couple of years are going to really test people's patience with the comic book slash superhero universes. Universe genre yeah. of movie. I get it. I I think I think what Marvel did, frankly, is kind of a miracle to be able to grab the general public. I don't the Kevin, way they did. Kevin Feige 
really had a good grasp on what was going on. And, and they had Stan Lee behind him 100%. So, yeah, I, I think I think they they found the formula that was going to work 100%. Yeah. And it's amazing. To, to me, to me anyway, I think it's kind of shocking that it caught on the way that it did. Yes. You know, to become a, comp- a total dominating force in popular culture. Everything, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I think the next couple of years, like, okay, we've... The main characters that we have spent the past 10 years with, you know, essentially they're done, they're gone, you know, so it, it'll be really, now Now it's the sequel to yeah. that, you know, the, the troublesome second sequel type of second. The second act. Yeah. So huh. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And there's some weird stuff coming out everywhere. So yeah, that's let, the other we'll, thing. They're we'll really see what's going on. They're really getting weird. It'll be interesting. Uh, we're hitting time. We are. Yeah, we've, we're pretty much up to up to time. So at the end of every episode, we usually give you guys a couple of recommendations to check out. I already kind of gave mine with the uh, continue Project it a little Hail bit Mary. more, and I'll give you mine. I gotta, yeah, I got to pull it up. Yep, that's fine. You know. I, definitely, definitely go check it out. It's a, if you like to read, it's it's a very quick read. It's a great audiobook. The performance was fantastic um, and really interesting on how they pulled off some of the things that they pulled off. But um, yeah, Andy Weir, you know, he's uh, his story is kind of interesting too. The um, the author, he he never you know sought to be a writer, and and the way that he wrote The Martian, you know, by basically just posting it to his blog and getting feedback from people. I had no idea that's how he wrote it. Yeah, that's how he wrote it. He just he just posted it. You know, he'd write a little bit of it and he'd post it to his blog and get feedback from people in the science community. He was heavily he had did a lot of consultation with NASA and with, you know, a lot of um, physicists and stuff to get all the math right and get all the science correct for, for what happened to, um, um, I forgot the name of the character in the Martian, but anyway, but what happened to that guy, yeah. you know? So, um, but yeah, Andy, we never really wanted to be a writer. He kind of fell into it. It was like a hobby, you know, reminds me of uh, a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, kind of like uh, he's like you go to school to become a chef, and and you spend all this time, you know, being a chef, and they're like, "Can you farm?" (laughs) There's more to it. I don't know. Can you farm? Yeah, I I vaguely know the joke you're talking about. This probably won't make it in. Uh, um, (laughs) Yes. So anyway, yeah. So that's that's my recommendation, Steve. What do you have? Uh, I'm actually recommending a book as well. Because I just found out that there is a third and coming up a fourth uh, book of an entire series okay. by an author. I don't know if you, you've probably never heard of him. His name's Peter Kleins. Peter Kleins. He he has a couple of different uh, series of books. Um, the, the one that I've paid attention to is called uh, The Threshold Series. Okay. It started off with a book called 14. And this book is ridiculous. And then uh, the next year, the uh, sequel to it came out called The Fold. I just found out that a third book came out in 2019, and there's a fourth book coming out. Oh, oh, there's a fourth book that came out in January. So there's already four books. Okay, nice. And I loved the first two, so I'm going to listen to and buy the next two. Awesome. I'll have to check it out. I really think you'll like 14. It's it's like a sci- this science fiction-y, like, alternate universe thing. Like, it's crazy. Sweet. Sounds good. I'll have to, yeah, I'll definitely uh, take a look into that. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. All right. So, before we head out, Steve, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us everywhere on the internet all over it all over it but if you wanted to you know interact with us you can find us on instagram facebook um possibly youtube coming up maybe maybe we'll see um any of the podcatchers you know spotify apple podcast stitcher uh other other stuff yeah at nerds of unusual origin correct um that is where you can find us nice all right so that just about does it i'm frank i'm frank no i'm frank i'm frank i'm spartacus i like to party (laughs) oh god no (laughs) not frank the tank bye